Hi, I'm Liz from Liz Gets Loaded. That's the money kind of loaded, but this is the show where I sit in my closet, drink wine, and talk about money and anxiety. I have both. Hello, hello, hi, happy new year. I don't know how far into January, we're like halfway through January. I don't know how far into January you're allowed to say happy new year, but I am generally pretty liberal when it comes to my happy new years. So like you might be getting a happy new year from me in February. I'm just saying. Speaking of, that's actually, I didn't even plan that, but that is actually what I wanted to talk about today. I want to make the case for Groundhog's Day resolutions rather than New Year's resolutions. And then, so I'm going to talk about that. And then I'm going to tell you what I think my goals are going to be for 2023. They're not totally baked, but they're starting to form. So number one, the case for Groundhog's Day resolutions. I, I It is a humble but serious suggestion. I just think that trying to make changes to your life as of January 1st, is maybe not the best idea. And I heard, um, hang on, I'm going to look this up. What was her name? Yeah. Okay, so Katie Milkman, I just read a book by Katie Milkman. She wrote a book called How to Change. She is a, a, what is her actual job? She's like a behavioral economist, maybe? Something like that. She studies how humans behave. And she is, I just think, a really, really interesting human. And she's the kind of person who's on a lot of shows, podcasts, being interviewed a lot around the new year. And she said the question that she always gets asked is like, is it even worth it? Why is it worth it to do New Year's resolutions if 80% of them fail? And she said, well, 20% of them are successful. (laughs) And if you think about a bunch of people setting goals and 20% of them being successful in that goal, like that's actually a pretty, it's a pretty good track record. And I thought that was great. Um, So even though, you know, I think New Year's resolutions are fantastic. I think anytime someone sets a goal and wants to better themselves is just a great, great thing. I just, my suggestion is just that we move these like a month forward. And it's, I don't know about you. I unplugged from work somewhere around December on the calendar 20. Like I was wrapping up the 21st or the 22nd. And I didn't start working again. In, you know, there were a few emails, a couple conversations here and there, but I didn't really come back to work until January 3rd. And even then, I was very honest with my coworkers. I was like, okay, this first week is a practice week. <laughs> like, I don't remember how Slack works. I don't remember how to do my job. Like, I don't remember any of you. What is happening here? It was very confusing. And that time between, you know, Christmas and New Year's, it's like, you don't know what day it is. You're traveling. You're totally out of your routine. You're just eating like cookies and potatoes. And you don't know what, you don't know what's happening. It's so cold and it's so dark. And I think it just makes sense for us to take January, not just as the first week back as a plastic, excuse me, as a, oh my gosh, words, practice week, but as a practice month, like January is the free trial. You can try some things on. You can think about what goals you want to achieve, like put them in your cart. And if you still want them in February, go ahead and check out. That is my suggestion. That is what I like to do. I mean, I definitely start thinking about them at the end of 2022. And I go into January thinking like, okay, here's what I think I want to get done. But a lot can like, (laughs) again, in your pajamas at your parents' house, eating cookies and mashed potatoes, you get real ambitious about future you. (laughs) You're like, January me is gonna, you know, get up early every day and whatever, every day and blah, blah, blah. And I, so, okay. So I I could go on, but that is, that's my pitch. I like Groundhog's Day goals, Groundhog's Day resolutions. And someone, I wish I could remember who, I'm sorry, I, I always have a bad memory, but someone messaged me on Instagram when I was talking about this and said, you know, not to get too woo woo about it, but also 
the closer you get to spring, like that's kind of a more natural time for fresh starts and new beginnings. So maybe we even do what's, what do we get in March? The spring solstice? No, summer solstice. It's whatever. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> spring equinox? I think it's an equinox. Anyways, the first day of spring, somewhere around March 20th might even be a better day, but I say wait until February at least. Okay, so that's that. And then in literally no particular order, I'm just reading off a little note I have in the notes app on my phone. I have some goals that I'm thinking about for 2023. These are not fully baked. They are half baked. They might get totally ditched or I might keep them because I'm pretty excited about most of them. Okay, I'll just tell you what they are. Number one, I want to max out all of my tax advantage accounts. That probably doesn't come as a surprise. I talk about that all the time. I've done at least a podcast episode or two about maxing out my tax advantage accounts. I really enjoy doing that. And if you are able to do that, I suggest that you do that as well. Number two is getting back to monthly money dates. So I we stopped doing this as, as a couple last year. We used to sit down once a month and just go through what we had spent and kind of check in on the budget and annual goals and things like that. And they just fell off. I think because I was really messing around with different systems. Usually that happened naturally once a month because I would say, hey, let's sit down and you read off what the totals were for the month and that's going to help me type it into this other spreadsheet. And I kind of stopped doing that and so we stopped having them. But I would like to get back to those again. So that's number two. I think just sitting down and talking about money and again, having a little routine. It doesn't have to take very long, but I think that's a good idea for most households that have more than one human or even just for one human do it yourself anyways okay uh number three is hire a designer slash make our home extra beautiful so we moved into this house in 2021 and i think it looks pretty good i'm gonna tell you it looks pretty good because i don't post pictures of my house online so you don't know you can't you can't argue with me but like you know there's curtains up like there's kind of matching pillows in most places there's art on the walls like it looks pretty good i would give myself like a b uh maybe a b plus on a good day but it definitely needs I always there's a few corners where I'm like oh I think I need to hang something on the wall there or not sure if that table is the right size for this room those kinds of things so um so my goal is to work with a designer and just have a professional tell me what I'm missing and what I want to do and to feel like I've wrapped that up in, in a nice way where it doesn't feel like a work in progress where it feels like pretty much done okay so that is number three number four is to hit 10,000 minutes on Peloton if you have a Peloton uh, it tracks like the number of minutes that you spend in all the classes so not just the biking classes but um meditation yoga stretching walking and of course i i actually also have a treadmill now and i have a rower so all the times that i spend on those machines too last year i hit 9000 minutes and i was really sad because hitting 10000 minutes would have just meant an extra 3 minutes per day and so i think actually 10 minutes is really doable if now if for no other reason than last year they introduced a function that lets you track workouts outside of the peloton ecosystem so when i go for an hour long walk in the park I can now count that so I think it'll actually be I think that's very doable okay that is that's number four was 10,000 peloton minutes number five is daily apple watch wearing I actually I'm not a big fan of when I just don't think it's wise to set a goal of like I'm gonna do this thing every single day because if you then miss a day you feel like you kind of ruined your whole goal for the year and again Katie Milkman who wrote how to change I'll link it in the show notes if I remember if not just ping me and I'll send it to you but she uh kind of talks about the she, she talks a lot about goal setting if you read Atomic Habits, I think you would really like this book called How to Change. I enjoyed it more for a couple of reasons that we don't have time to get into here because then this podcast would be like 10 hours long. But I think that she's fantastic. And she talks a lot about streaks and the importance of streaks, but also, you know, giving yourself grace and like being able to kind of have a hall pass. So all of that was to say that my number five goal is to wear my Apple Watch most days. I gotten, I've gotten out of the habit because I just forget to charge it. And so really the habit I want to cultivate is putting it onto the charger either in the morning
morning when I sit down at my desk or overnight so that it's ready to go. And I really just like having a lot of uh, data about my own body. So that's why I want to wear it. Okay, goal number six. I want to take two vacations. No idea where or when or how. I just know that I want to go on two vacations. And if you uh, have been listening or following along with my whole situation, I've had a foot injury that's kept me from going on long walks, which is one of my favorite things to do. But I'm on the mend, so I want to take the kind of vacations where you go to a city and you walk around the city. That's my favorite kind of travel to do. So if you have any suggestions, let me know on the Instagram. It's probably the best way to do that. Uh, Okay, that was number six. Number seven is a 365-day Duolingo streak. I'm mostly studying Spanish right now. And you might be thinking, hey, Liz, you just said that you don't believe in everyday goals. And I don't, I mean, I believe that they exist, but I don't think that they're necessarily a good idea. So I want to do a 365 Duolingo streak. And I'm only, I started on January 1st, so I I only have about two weeks. But I, the nice thing about Duolingo is that you can get a streak freeze. So you can miss one or two days here and there and you, it still counts as a unbroken streak. So that's why I feel okay about that. Okay. All right. So number eight is to build a wardrobe that I love. And you'll notice a lot of these goals, they're not like super measurable goals. They're just kind of vibe goals or intention goals, just things I want to do a little bit more of or a little bit less of. Building a wardrobe um, that I love is, is again, kind of related to that foot injury. I now have to wear comfortable shoes. It's not too bad. I don't have to wear ugly shoes, but uh, flat sneakers, like just fashion sneakers. I've been wearing uh, Adidas. Um, they're called, I don't know what they're called, but they kind of look like Sam Smith's or like the shell toes from back in the day. So those are the shoes that it makes the most sense for my body to be walking around in right now. So I can put my little custom inserts inside my very sexy, very youthful orthotics into. And I need to figure out how I build outfits for work and the world and my life around those kinds of shoes in a way that makes me feel really good. So that is something I will be working on this year. And number nine, I want to create a routine to keep the house dinner party ready. Uh, dinner party ready is a term I, I heard from Maggie at Friends on Fire. I love her podcast. Uh, sorry, it's not just her podcast. I love their podcast. It's hosted by two people, um, Maggie and Mike, but I really love Maggie. I just think she's an awesome human. And she uh, read the term dinner party ready in a book called, I think, Buy Yourself the Lilies, something like that. So that made me think, yeah, I I think my house is often 20 minutes away from being dinner party ready. And I would like it to be five minutes away from dinner party ready and figuring out what kind of regular routine helps me like put shoes in the closet and ditch the mail and all of those kinds of things. So more to come on that. Any suggestions? Very well. Very, very welcome. All right. Next goal is to shop secondhand. I have only rarely shopped secondhand. So I'll even consider one or two purchases a win here, but I'd really like to explore Poshmark and going thrifting and just shopping for clothing in a more sustainable way. Um, I have lost track of the numbers. I'm sorry for my friends. Um, But my next goal is to volunteer 10 hours. I'm not sure how much I volunteered last year. I can only think of, I'm trying to remember, it's hard to remember the whole year. Two times, maybe three. Oh, actually. Okay. We did like two things at work and then I did two things on my own. So maybe that was four. Maybe that was six hours total for the year. And if you volunteer a ton more than that, then that might sound really small and silly to you. And if you don't make volunteering a part of your life, then that might sound like a lot. But when I was younger, I volunteered quite a bit on a regular basis. There were a few organizations I was involved with and I really enjoyed it. It was a great way to meet other people. It was just, it felt, it feels really good every time you do it. As I've gotten older, I have felt like I had less time 
time. So I've definitely started donating more money, but but fewer of fewer hours of my life. And so I'd like to get back into volunteering a bit. And 10 hours feels like a very manageable, very manageable goal. All right, next up, I have seemed like five more. Okay, I want to wear more lipstick and I've made this goal before. I think what I need to do, I've, I've bought a few things from the drugstore and I don't love any of them. I think I just need to go into a Sephora or something like that and have an expert help me. The older I get, the more likely I am to want to just hire a professional to help me decide what to do. I have a I have a draft. I have some notes for a podcast episode I want to do about financial coaches, but I'm not ready for it. Again, I, I keep looking at my notes and feeling like I, I don't totally have quite enough to say. But like, I, I'll just say again as a little bit of a preview. The older I get, the longer I live, the more likely I am to think, yeah, I could figure this out on my own. And I, I get a lot of satisfaction out of figuring things out on my own. But I could also just hire someone to help me with this. And I'll just stop there because I, again, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. But in any case, I think I might want to go to a, a makeup counter or Sephora somewhere and just have someone help me pick some lipstick that I'm going to love. But if you have any suggestions, again, let me know. All right. Next goal is to use my walking pad more. I Oh my gosh, y'all. I love how popular walking pads are getting. So a walking pad is basically like a small, uh, it's like a treadmill that doesn't have kind of the, the top part, like the console handle part. It's just a like a flat treadmill. Imagine a treadmill you could slide under your bed. So it's like a very flat treadmill that you can slide underneath your standing desk. And so for a lot of people who have kind of like office jobs and work from home, it's become, they become really popular. And I'm so happy they become popular. This is the kind of thing I, so I bought one in, in 2020 actually, and I love it. I absolutely loved it. And again, this dumb foot injury has kept me from being able to use it for a while now on a regular basis. And I'm so happy to be on the mend and I'm so happy to be using it again. I love, 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 love this thing. It, they're not, I was, I was about to say they're not expensive, but I don't want to totally stick my foot, stick my foot in the mouth. They're, they're, they're probably $300, which in my mind is, I mean, $300 is expensive for some things and not expensive for other things. I think for something that helps your health, I feel so good at the end of the day when I'm walking on this walking pad. It just, it's not about burning calories or like breaking a sweat or anything like that, at least for me. For me, it is just not being still at my desk. And at the end of the day, I just find myself so much more energized and so much happier. And my body feels so good when I am moving really slowly. And I put it on slow, like one mile per hour during the day. And in any case, so I bought mine a couple of years ago and I, I feel like people looked at me funny <laughs> when I started talking about it and I got a lot of questions. And now all of a sudden, I think this year, it's just, I see them everywhere. And so I'm really happy about that. And so I haven't been able to use mine for a while. And my goal is just to use it more. And I think I want to get in the habit of when I leave, you know, when I step away from my home office at the end of the day, just pulling it out and setting it up. So when I walk in in the morning, it's set up like that. So I don't just sit down and start working and kind of forget to set it up. It doesn't take very long for me. I'm really lucky the way my office is set up. It takes me, I mean, for sure less than two minutes. It's just pulling it out from under the bed. My desk is right next to um, the bed in the guest room. So it's just pulling it out, lifting my desk up to a standing height and rolling my desk chair out of the way. So super fun. Okay, four more. Next one is temptation stacking, which is another concept I got from Katie Milkman and how to change. And so she kind of talks about pairing things that you want to do with things that you should do. So her example and a very classic example is like, I'm only going to read this book um, or watch this TV show or whatever while I'm working out. So the temptation is that you want to read the juicy novel or you want to watch the trashy reality show or whatever it is. And you know, the, 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 the habit that you're going to stack with that is 
say walking on the treadmill, for example. And so my temptation stack, I think, is going to be only getting my nails done if I go get my nails done with a friend. I would just like really like to become a plan maker in 2023 and beyond and be the person who initiates the dinner plans and the hanging out plans. And so that seems like a really easy way to say, okay, I can, I'm going to give myself like an unlimited budget to get my manicures and pedicures, but only if I'm going with someone else. So I like that idea. Let's see. Uh, I also want to go see more live performances. I'm personally coming out. Well, last year kind of started coming out of my COVID caution cave and I want to go see more plays and musicals and lectures and musical performances and so I'm prompted that. Okay. Uh, last two. <laughs> One is to use 20 days of paid time off PTO. Last year I used 18. That was huge for me. In years past, I have been a typical classic burnout culture American and not taking very many days off at all. And so I did 18 last year. I think I can do 20 this year. I think I can swing it. I think for things work differently for lots of different people, but I find that taking a day off is a lot, like a few days here and there is easier than taking a long amount of time off. Let me say that in a better way. I find it a lot easier to take off the occasional Friday, Monday, or even a day in the middle of the week than I do to take two weeks off in a row. So that's going to be my goal. And then last, but certainly not least, I told you these were in absolutely no particular order, was uh, to use my frownies, which are these like wrinkle sticker patches that you put on your forehead to try to train yourself not to move your forehead so you don't get wrinkles. And I think that they work, but I think they work best if you use them consistently. So I want to try to get 30 days in a row and then see if I actually see results from them. I go, this could, I, again, I'm going to stop myself and not fully go down a rabbit hole, but I go back and forth between not wanting to submit to these like arbitrary beauty standards like why do I need to buy stickers to put on my face to sleep in so that I don't get like wrinkles on my face which are just a very natural thing that your body does as you get older like why do I need to not have those like what is it in the world that makes me a less valuable person if my forehead is wrinkly but then on the other hand like I don't want to have a wrinkly forehead (laughs) so I don't know I don't know I go back and forth try to strike strike a good balance in between so I've been using my frownies and then oh my gosh I can't believe I forgot I'm sorry I have one more I can't believe it's not on here because this one I'm really doing amazing at and it's to try out more new restaurants and I am killing it. <laughs> this month we've tried five or six new restaurants and and, so, and not like for huge dinners out always, you know, sometimes we just grab breakfast or coffee shop, something like that. But it's been really fun. And I think this goal works for me for two reasons. One, again, coming out of my COVID caution cave last year, last year I mostly went to the places that I'd really missed since the early pandemic days. And so I wanted to get myself to broaden my horizons and even just have these kind of like little adventures, like again, just different experiences of going to to new places. And then also I can sometimes get caught up in a scarcity mindset. And so setting a goal that actually like sort of involves spending more money and is, is a little bit antithetical to a lot of the sort of classic budgeting advice, which is, you know, cut your eating out if you're trying to save money is a good exercise for me. That's not the right thing for everyone. And that wasn't even necessarily always the right thing for me at various stages in my life. But for this year and for me, it's working really well. And so far I'm crushing it at that goal, I have to say. So, all right. Okay. I've been talking for a while now. Those are my 2023 draft goals. Once again, that's just a draft. It's literally draft in the notes app on my phone. I want to sit around for a while and sit with those goals and see how they feel and try them on. And I'm hoping that by the end of this month, I will feel pretty good about them. I might've thought of some new ones that I want to add. I might have decided that some of them are just not for me. I might've accomplished some of them already. You never know. So that's my case. You do you, but that's what I'm doing. Let me know what you think. I would love to hear from you. I absolutely love uh, getting any kind of message, um, primarily through Instagram. That's where I am most days at Liz Gets Loaded. I'm just 
hey, I listened and that resonated for me or it doesn't or here's an idea for a lipstick I think you would like or, or whatever that is. So in any case, thank you so, so, so much for listening. I love you the most. I hope you have a great day. Happy New Year. And I'll talk to you soon. If you enjoyed today's episode, you have a couple options. You could just enjoy that satisfaction quietly and privately. Keep it to yourself. But just an idea. You could also share this with someone else who you think would like it. Just a thought. You do you.